Welcome, everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett. Um, I have the team here. Everyone's here, so I'm so thankful. We have new people here, so that's also cool. And then everyone that's tuning online and on Instagram, thank you for being a part of this. Um, This is the first podcast of the year, so that's awesome, right? Yeah, so we're going to do some major things this year that God's really put on my heart. Um, I will share with them. I will share with you some of them. Um, I guess the first one we could talk about is that January 28th at 10 a.m., we're going to do our first tent revival meeting. Yeah, we're going to do that at Climbing Park. We already have the place. Um, I also (laughs) bought the speakers, the stands, the, the mixer, the microphone. So that should be coming next week. So we're really doing this. Uh, I believe God gave us the open door um, and he wants us to pursue his kingdom. So um, glory to God. Where's but the tent coming from? The tent? Well, you bought us the tent. We, oh, that one? We already used that one? Yeah, we got to start somewhere. We got to start <laughs> until we can start making more tents. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. So, so what we're going to do is like we have the, we have the stereo stands and it'll be like, Depending on the weather, if it's not like raining or anything, cancel it, it, cancel it out, right? But we'll be under the tent. But if, it, if it's not, we'll have the outer and then we can kind of like walk just with the cord. So I'm still, I'm planning it with the team. I'm still, you know, working the bugs out, but it'll be cool. It's going to be a good time. We reach a lot of people because uh, Carolyn, yeah. you know, the one that we sowed seed into that got saved, that got water baptized, that got filled with the Holy Ghost, like... And then got anointed and appointed. She's at that park reaching like 30 people at a time sometimes just giving a sermon. Can you share that one where she was like in her car? Yeah, she said that she was that her because she she lives, you know, she lives in her car and she um, her her one of her windows wasn't working. And she started praying and praying. And this gentleman came you know, another homeless individual. He's like, oh, I can totally fix it. So he fixed her window for five hours and then she got in her, like, in her sunroof and just started preaching the word and all these people just started surrounding her. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, but she preaches the word every morning. She goes out there and and ministers the word and does Bible studies and... With the homeless. Remember that, Carolyn? Yeah. Literally, she's doing that now and she's reaching people every day for Jesus. So you just don't know who you're going to talk to or yeah. who you lead to the Lord. So it's just amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and, we, and the thing is too, I feel like God wants me to help her out. Yes. You know what I mean? Like not just cut her off, you know? No and like, way, no and way. I feel like she was really, um, she was talking to my mom about like, it'd be cool if you guys came to my park yeah. and preached the gospel there. Yeah. So we're going to do it. So yeah. it's going to be our first one. I'm probably going to have Peter Venezuela participate in that too. I think he's already given me the go for that. But anyways, enough. does anyone have any praise reports, any testimonies, anything they would like to share? Oh, I got into Bible college. Oh, nice. Come on. That's huge. Yeah, I was supposed to get a letter. Um, 
and I thought that's what that's normally how they tell you and then the lady just from the admissions office sent me an email saying hey um if you want to the spring semester starts next week if you want to be enrolled by then get all your paperwork and I was like oh great this means I was accepted yeah wow that's <laughs> awesome that's huge I gotta give you another round of applause that's huge that's a definitely a step in the right direction you know, you can't go wrong going to a Bible college. If I could probably go back in time, I probably would have went to a Bible college, not a secular college. Yeah. But Same. God still uses me, so it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> I think I told you, I actually mentioned it at healing school, uh-huh. but I prayed for um, Michelle's mother. I don't know if I told you that or not. Who, what, did you help me, Maggie? Or was it maybe me and her daughter? Was it this past Sunday? No, a couple... It was a few weeks ago or so. Okay. Anyway, she uh, she was going for shoulder surgery. So mm. I thought it was just a routine prayer. Well, come to find out, she told me that she had been dealing with some, you know, joint issues and pain for like 20 years. Whoa. And after we prayed for her, she's like, I feel better than, you know, I've come been on. having a long time. And Woo! She was like, what? late 70s 80s come on glory to god that's so, awesome yeah so and again no no gifts of the spirit just simply just going on faith praying in faith wow you know? that's huge glory so, to god that's amazing actually happened to me this week um my, one of my former colleagues emailed me or texted me and he said his grandfather was in icu critical condition with a mask oxygen 100 percent. so he's like please pray so i prayed and the next day he's like he's doing so much better they took his mask off and he's now at 70 70 so he's getting just like that you know what i mean and then i also sent it to marcy today to continue praying but god is good like you have no idea like and it's and i and it's quick to do it right then and there when people ask you because you know, you might get... Get in your just, head. Yeah, you know or distract. Yeah, or right. get in your head or get down right. and believe. Or, or so, and, and real quick about that too, Christian, is I was just listening to Kenneth Hagin riding over here. And he said, not one time did Jesus ever say, be it done to me, you according to my faith. Mm-hmm. There's not a single scripture. Jesus never said, I heal you in my name. Mm-hmm. Or I heal you. Mm-hmm. Or your faith. You know, it's always your faith. Yeah. It's never my faith. Yeah. So think about that. That's amazing. Yeah. So you get the word into people mm-hmm. and they release their faith for it. That's the best right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The gifts are great. Right. We all operate in them. Yeah. Right. But if you can get them to receive by their faith, then Satan won't be able to steal it from yeah. them. Yeah. That's, that's true. true. So, and that's mm-hmm. just as powerful as, as legs growing out and yeah. any other miracle. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's it's powerful. Yeah, Yeah, because we need to share the word because the word is what convicts people's hearts. Um, My opinion doesn't matter. No. Right? My methodology doesn't matter. My ideology doesn't matter. It's about what the word says. You know what I mean? And that's what I did. I sent him scriptures Mm -hmm. and I told him what to do. That's good. Because I taught him before how to do. That's powerful. It's amazing. Discipling, right? Discipling. That's huge. And And then you'll keep it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Christian. Yes. I have something to say, but I'm not sure if you. If I, have you said testimonies and what else do you said to share? Praise reports, anything that God's done for you this past week or two weeks. Okay, or this is not. This is a prayer. So that's at the end. Yes, we'll say those to the okay. end. Okay. She's so excited. I know. Right? <laughs> Does anybody else have anything to share that they would like to share testimony-wise that God's done for them? Praise reports. 
I got a few. Okay. Go Ian. Go Ian. <laughs> so it was a couple of weeks ago when I guys when I asked you guys to pay over my sister's car and whatnot. Uh, it turns out that it's just the sensor or whether the engine was broken, God healed the engine, fixed or whatever. Wow. But it's just the sensor. The car's just fine now, so she doesn't need to replace a blown up engine Amen. anymore. That's huge, awesome. bro. That's amazing. And, and what happened, like, what, 30 minutes ago, Christian and I were just talking on the phone, and I've been dealing with some attacks recently, whether I've been disobedient or whatever it is, but I've been dealing with some, like, sickness in my throat. And then starting to get better as we were talking about it, and when we pray for it, it's, like, immediately feeling better, and as time's going on, it's mm-hmm. getting better and better. But I believe by tomorrow when I wake up, that's going to be fully gone. Come on. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Good to see your handsome face, Ian. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. God, Anybody else have anything to share before we hop in? I have one more. Go for it. Um, it was Saturday. It was, I think it was Saturday. <laughs> and I just felt like, because I heard some news that was very heavy, very, very heavy, heavy, heavy. And it started to kind of, you know, affect me. And I asked my daughter to pray for me. And it lifted that whatever that was having his left and I was able to be fine that because it was New Year's Eve you know you don't want to be down on New Year's Eve but um but I just wanted to share that just pray you know and and it's prayer is powerful yeah yeah God's for you not against you amen hallelujah all right I'm chatty well um no I love hearing testimonies that's like I could listen to them all day long honestly but Anyways, does anything else, anybody else have anything to share? Or we're all good? good. Okay, cool. And I'll share more news with you guys what Maranatha Remnant Ministries is, is getting into this year. Um, I'm just waiting for God to let me, like, when I should say it. You know what I mean? So I'm still praying about it, still meditating upon it. But uh, it's going to be amazing stuff. So be in tune, be here, be present, because I notice the times where you don't want to show up. God shows up. You know what I mean? The times where you're like, uh, well, maybe I should just tune online or, 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 or maybe, you know, I'll just listen to some other time. And sometimes God will use us to speak to you. God will use vessels that are willing to speak life into you, give you a prophetic word, uh, minister healing, deliverance, salvation. You just don't know what it's going to be. Come on. So if you come expecting, yes. God's going to show up. And I know if, you know, say, you know, I don't really know about my faith. I don't know what I believe in. Well, let God show himself to you. Ask God if, God, if you're real, make yourself known to me. That's what I did. I was about to commit suicide. I was about to take my own life. I was drunk and wasted. And I said, God, if you're real, make yourself known to me. And I did. And God showed up. So you just don't know. So, or even Carolyn, we showed up for one person. An outreach. An outreach is supposed to like, you're supposed to reach many people, not just one. But God wanted one, and now she's reaching many people. So it's amazing, right? All right. Um, Pastor Carmen, can you pray us in? Yeah, absolutely. Father, we worship you. We love you. Yes. Thank you for this awesome opportunity. Father, think through Christian's mind. Speak through his vocal cords. Father, we thank you that the word of the unhindered by any satanic force, Father. Uh, none, of, none of him, Father, but all yes. of you. Yes, Thank Lord. you for thinking through his mind and speaking yes. through his vocal cords. And we receive by faith what you have for us in Jesus' name. Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. Also, just to um, name some things that we're going to do. So next Thursday, we have a guest speaker named Jacqueline. Um, she has her own ministry. Yeah, she goes to our church. 
Jacqueline, she's kind of a smaller Italian girl. Oh, Jacqueline. yeah. So she's a really like that girl. Yeah, that girl can preach <laughs> and that girl can pray. So she's going to come next Thursday. And then next, not this upcoming Tuesday, but the next following Tuesday, we have Peter Venezuela coming and he has his own ministry called Expand Kingdom Ministries. And he focuses on deliverance. So I encourage you guys to be there if you need deliverance or whatever the case is, that's when you should show up. But show up to everything because it's going to be good. Uh, It's all good. It's all good because we have, yeah, Tuesday on the 17th. He's going to do the discipleship. Yeah, he's going to do the discipleship. And then my mom's going to preach next Tuesday. Um, And then next Thursday is Jacqueline. And then probably you're going to in the rotation. We just, this is so much to do. We have so many people that can preach, but we have to get in rotation. So anyways, right. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's go to first John or actually one John. How how would you say that? First John chapter one. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah. First John one, one little John. (laughs) But not that type of little John. <laughs> not, not the one with the grill and the, yeah. Not the one with the grill and glass. Do you guys need a light? It's it's gonna be super bright, but go for it. I mean, just show them. You can show them, but it's gonna be like it's gonna be like an angel walked in. <laughs> Is that too bright? Okay, just this. Can you turn that off, please? Or turn that one on, please. Turn that light, please. Is, is that the bothers you guys? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Let there be light. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Well anyways, we got this on the recording. Let there be light. And it's funny because we're actually gonna talk that God is light. Nice. So um anyways. So God's do you really know his nature? Do you really know the plans and purposes and pursuits that he has for you? Do you know that he's a good father? Do you know that he's a defender of the widow and the orphan? Do you know that he is the God of your salvation? You know that he is, he is the truth, he's the shield and your buckler. The thing is, we have to know who God is because once we know who God is, we can trust him. And once we trust him, that's when the overflow of his presence comes in. That's when the inheritance comes in. That's when the healing, the deliverance, um, I mean, salvation. Because the thing is, you're trusting him for your whole life, yes. right? Like you're trusting him that, hey, he's going to save you. That's right. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So the thing is, if you really want to trust in the Lord, you have to know him. So this is what it's really going to talk about, knowing him, learning how to hear his voice, because we're in, a, we're in a new year, right? And we need to think like, okay, what does God have for us? What does God have for you, 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 and you, and you, and whoever's listening on the other side, God has a plan for you. Yes. But if you don't know him, you're never going to know the plan for your life because you don't spend time with him, right? And you don't know how to hear his voice, or you don't know how to read his word. And we're here to teach you. We're here to help you because as being part of the fivefold ministry, we are supposed to equip the saints, right? We are supposed to 
get them equipped and perfected. So I'm going to go and start on chapter uh, 1, verse 1. What was heard, seen, and touched. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. Do you hear that? that this word is life. Yes. This word is not death. This word is not destruction. This word is not anxiety. This word is not depression. This is the word of life. Yes. And this is where you get abundance. This is where you live prosperous. This is where you live victorious and not beneath, right? Yes. So verse two, the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life. Which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard and we declare to you that you also have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Think about this. Jesus is giving you guys an invitation to dine with him. Jesus is giving you the place where you can have fellowship and relationship. You just don't have to go to church and, and pray and then nothing happens, right? Or you go to church and it just feels like a cemetery, <laughs> right? You actually get to have a relationship with the most high God, with the creator of the universe, the one that created all the planets and the stars and the moons and everything that we love in this world. This is what he gave us as fellowship. Hallelujah. From the beginning, from Adam and Eve, it was fellowship. In the Garden of Eden, he said, I want to commune with you. I want to walk in the garden with you. And that's why I encourage you guys is that we can still have this present fellowship with God today. You know, and just a quick thing. Yeah. Uh, most people quote Jesus came to save the lost. Mm -hmm. But the Bible doesn't say that. Mm -hmm. It says he came to seek and save that mm -hmm. which was lost. Yeah. What was lost? Our fellowship with the Father. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, so that was what he came to do. Yeah. Right. So is, is what he did. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So to your point. It's good. It's reconciliation. Yeah. But this is the thing. This is what I love about the word. If you don't have fellowship with God, you will never have fullness of joy. Yeah. You'll never have fullness of joy. It says right here. It's good. With his son, Jesus Christ, and these things we write to you. That your joy may be full. Hallelujah. So think about that. If you're dealing with anxiety, depression, if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts, if you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with torment, get in fellowship with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And there will be fullness of joy. Yes. And there will be no lack. For he's the good shepherd and you shall not lack. Hallelujah. He brings you besides the green pastures. He leads you beside still waters. Amen. That you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You shall not fear no evil for his rod and his staff will comfort you. Come on. Right? He attacks you from the wolves. He attacks you from the enemy. That's good. Because he is a good master. Good master. He is a good Lord. Good shepherd. Okay? Thank you. All right, verse five. Fellowship with him and one another. So this is the thing about God is that you can see someone's true relationship with Jesus. Like truly, not just like church. Like people that are religious and, you know... Do all that, you know, Hail Mary and all that. Like, no, no, no. I'm talking about if someone has a real fellowship with the Lord, with Jesus, you'll see it in other relationships that they have with people. They'll treat them as their brother. They'll treat them as their sister. Right? Because they actually truly love them. And it's a place of not with your own 
flesh you can love them. It's by compassion through the Holy Ghost that you can really love them. Yeah. Right? It's a deeper love. It's a deeper love. I, I can't tell you. I've never... Like, when we did that outreach, what was it? Like, when we did that outreach? Like, three weeks ago? The, oh, the last, the last one. Yeah. yeah like... Remember that one, that one gentleman? His name was Alan. And he was 17 years old. He was in and out of his house. He felt like no one loved him. Mm-hmm. But when... Kevin had a word of knowledge about, hey, do you feel like you're not loved? And he just started like kind of holding back his tears. And he was like, and then he's like, then we talked about how God loves him and how Jesus loves him. Even in that state where he's doing bad, he's on drugs, he's living on the streets. Jesus still loves that man. And the thing is, I never felt for someone else the tangible love of God that I felt with that boy. And I can't tell you, like, I was even impacted. I was like, oh, my God, I'm crying like a baby. <laughs> like, just crying. But the love of God gripped that young boy. And he started to shed tears. And he gave his life to Jesus. And I believe he actually felt true love. Come on. And I told him, he's like, well, I know about Jesus. But I said, do you have the Holy Spirit? And he says, no, I don't. Well, I said, you can't have a relationship with Jesus unless you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Right? The Holy Spirit is what gives you the ability to love God. The ability to desire what God wants for your life. The, the ability to love people around you with unconditional love. Right? So I'm going to keep going. Uh, verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him and we declare to you that God is light. And in him there's no darkness at all. I need to make this clear. Whatever's happened in your guys' past, whatever has been uh, something evil or dark in your life, it didn't come from God. That's right. Because God is light. And it says that darkness has never overcomprehended, right? It's never comprehended the light, right? And, and what do you say, brother, to people that, you know, well, you know, maybe he didn't cause it, but he allowed it, mm. or he uses it to make you somehow stronger, because yeah. what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yeah. What do you say to people like that, Christian? What I, what I say is, it's the goodness of God that leads man to repentance. So if it was the badness of God that leads you to him, then he'd throw those things at you. That's good. But it's yeah. the goodness, it's God's goodness, his favor, his mercy, his compassion, his grace yeah, good. that leads you to him and saying, God, I messed up. I'm sorry. I'm a sinner. I need your son. I need your son to wash me. And the thing is, if you really see true light, there's no speck of darkness on it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like once we turn this light on, like all the darkness went, psh, right? It really did because that's what light does. It, ex- it exposes the dark, but also eliminates the dark. And that's what we need to be as the kingdom of light, yes. right? With the father of lights, right? Glory to God. Okay, verse six. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. So think about that, that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, People are going to say, I see something different about that person. I see the light in them. I have people always tell me, like, there's something in your eyes that's different. Or something, because it's the light. I used to have really dark eyes. I really used to have, like, even Chelsea, my wife, will tell you, I never had um, any love for people. I never had love for people. I barely, like, love my mom. 
at that time. You know what I mean? Barely. But I wouldn't talk to her like I do now. I don't like love on her like I do yeah, now. We never talk. We never talk. And that's my that's my mom. But the thing is, when I had God in me, I started walking in the light as he is in the light. And then I started walking in the light with others. And I started showing them that this is a real light. The light that takes away all sin. The, the light that exposes the darkness. And the fear and enemy trembles when he shows up. Right? So, let's carry along. Verse 8. If we say that we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now think about this. I don't care how much sin you've committed. I don't care if you, you lied, you cheat, you steal, you murdered, you adultery. What it says, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And cleanse you of all unrighteousness. But this is the word. This is the word that you guys have to hear. If you think that you have no sin, there's no truth in you. And that that thing is is that I never had a conviction that I was over wrong. I thought when I was doing drugs, it's just my. It's just I'm more affecting myself. When I was drinking, I said I'm more affecting myself, getting to plate obliterated. Or when I would, you know, just what whatever I was doing. I never realized that there was sin in my heart that had to be washed. And once I cried out to God and said, God, I surrender. I'm totally tired of living this life. I felt that washing. Glory. That washing just cleaned me over. And like I used to be angry at everybody. I, I had to go to anger management for six months. Hmm. And it was only because of God's word. That make you angry, right? <laughs> yeah, but no, but you know what? At first, it was conviction. I would read God's word. I'm like, oh, no, well, maybe I can go around that scripture. Or maybe I can just jump to another scripture. But once I really just started being open about it and being truthful with myself about what I've done, that word started changing me. It, like, it was like a chisel and taking away all the black and darkness on my heart. I mean, so. And can you answer this if people think this contradicts itself? Verse 7 says, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fellowship one with another, the blood of Jesus Christ's Son cleanses us from all sin. Mm-hmm. Then verse 9 said, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So it sounds contradictory. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between the two verses? Well, it's the fact is, is that you're saying that you don't have sin, right? When you acknowledge that you're sinful, then you have the opportunity to ask for him to forgive you of your sins. And then he's faithful and just to do so, right? Pretty much in, to make it short as possible. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll continue along. Um, verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. Yeah. And his words are not in us. Come on. See, the thing is, he's the truth. He's the absolute truth. You can hear things and it'll be fact wow. for like for a minute, but then it'll change. Wow. And then that's not the same anymore. That's not real truth. Real truth is that it never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's Jesus. Wow. Come on. Does anyone have any questions or anything? What if like, you haven't said, but you just like, you know, you feel like you did something like stupid? Like, can you just, is that like, can what of Jesus also be used for that? Or kind of like. Absolutely. Well, that, that's what I wanted to touch on too is verse, verse 7 it um, is talking about sin you don't know about. 
Mm. Mm. So it, the key to that verse is if you walk in the light as he's in the light. In mm. other words, if you walk in all the light you have. Right. Mm. Okay. Then the blood of Jesus cleanses you of unright on, unright, just unknown sin. Mm-hmm. But verse 9 is crystal clear. You blew it. You know you blew it. You know you blew it. Blew yeah. it. And <laughs> then you say, Lord, I messed up. Right, forgive me. Forgive me, I confess it as yeah. sin. Because if God revealed to us all the sin at one time, you couldn't handle it. You just, you'd go insane. Yeah. You'd be like, I, we've all felt that way, right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're right, I'm wrong. Go ahead. Just, you know, you just can't, right? You're like, it's, you know, I, I messed up for the 500th time. You know, yeah. but every time that happens, the Lord says, when you confess it, he said, son, yeah. move on. I yeah. have. Yeah. And that's how you know, okay, we're good. And, you know, even just even going more foundational is that for you to get your sins washed away, you have to come to him. That's it. You must He's the only him. way. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes before the Father but through me. So I know that he's the only one that can wash me clean. He's the only one that can set me free. He's the only one that can heal my heart. He's the only one that can redeem me from the curse of the law. And that's what I want to tell you guys is that we have a wonderful Savior. Yes. And he's not a hippie Jesus. He's a mighty strong Jesus, okay? <laughs> he's not a Jesus that's like chilling on the bus. Like Jesus on a, he's, he's on a white horse. He's a warrior. He's a king of kings. He's a lord of yes. lords. He is the ancient of days, right? Yes. So, and, and can I do this real fast? Go for so, it. So when I preached at the church Sunday, mm-hmm. I heard this come out of my mouth that when you get born again, you're, you are just that born again. Mm-hmm. You're not an old sinner saved by grace. Right. You got saved. Now you're not a sinner anymore. Right. You're not just some recreated, refurbished. You're yeah. a new person. Man. New creation. And so that is where people miss it mm-hmm. is they don't understand they're brand new on the yeah. inside. Yes. Your, your body yeah. messes up. Yeah. But you are brand new. Are brand new. Your spirit right. is brand new. And that's a huge thing. Yes. Because if you're led by the spirit, by right. his spirit, through your spirit, right. then you don't want to sin. Because right. it says here, it says if, if you know, um, that, that if you're born again, mm-hmm. you don't sin. Right. And people mix that up and think, well, what are you talking about? Well, your spirit doesn't sin. Right. Your flesh will mess up. Right. But your spirit doesn't sin. Yep. Right. Yep. So as long as we stay led of the Lord, stay in fellowship with him is exactly what you're talking about. Yep. That's you it. stay out of sin. Yeah. So like the flesh is like a sinful desire? Sure. Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of like this. It's like, and I don't mean it's still your own thunder. No, you're but good. you, your flesh will do whatever you train it to do. His flesh is trained to get his butt up and go to the gym nine times a week. <laughs> I wish. I have his vision to go to the gym nine times a week. But, but that's what he trains I look like Arnold. To do. But somebody else's flesh will stay at home and eat and yeah, yeah, drink yeah. and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he trained his flesh that way. Yeah. And the flesh is, like, is literally mm-hmm. like an animal. For a lack of a better word. Like you can train a dog, you can train a cat. It's impulsive at times, body. right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can train your body, and you like in the mornings. I, I, I do, I do um, hot yoga. <laughs> like hot yoga. Hot yoga. <laughs> if it's seven thirty, like the other day, I was hungry at seven thirty. I said, "Hey, you know you're not going to eat right now. Mm-hmm. Well, when do we get to eat? When I put food in your mouth? <laughs> Shut up! I'll tell you when you're yes. going to eat. See, that's dealing with the flesh. Hey, 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 hey! Stop! Knock it off." <laughs> See, you're training your flesh, yeah. telling it what it's going to do. Right. So if your flesh is, is, is tempting you to do things you don't want to do, it's because you have trained it that way. 
That's now, if you mess, yeah, if you yeah. mess up, you confess the sin, you get up and go on. Yeah. Lord, I'm sorry I missed it. I blew mm -hmm. it. I, I ate nine pieces of cake. Forgive me. I was <laughs> and, and washed my blood. Yeah. And go. And go again. Is that, does that make sense? Right. So the flesh is like your mind? No. no. So that's your soul. Uh, so your, your spirit is the one that's born again, righteous, new creation. Yep. And your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. Yes. And your body is your five senses, like hearing, smelling. There so these go. two are the ones that you're transforming with the Word There you God. go. This you one's been transformed. Like, yeah, this one's perfect. Mm -hmm. That's Spirit, Holy Spirit sealed it. Your spirit, but these guys, the soul, mind, will, emotions, and the body is the one that works for Oh, soul, mind, emotions. Yeah. Well, no, it's so your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Yep. That's this guy, and then your body is your five yes. senses. Like what you hear, what you see, what you taste. So these guys, yeah. we don't want these guys to rule us. We want the spirit, That's the Holy it. Spirit, being control. Oh, and so like the Holy Spirit is like in you with yes. the after soul? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And once you're filled with the Spirit and you spend time in fellowship and time in the Word, yep. a strong spirit will sustain you in bodily affliction. Yes. So you're, if, when somebody sins, it's because their spirit's weak. Yep. Mm. When somebody gets sick, let's just be yes. real, it's because their spirit is weak. Because if your spirit's strong... You're not going to get sick. But I think the spirit and the soul is what we have to work on it, the yeah, phrasing, it's right? So, you know, it's it'd be like a weak soul, soul right? Your That's what we call well, it. Because your spirit's not right. really weak. Well, yeah, spirit. yeah. If you if you don't, no, no, your spirit, man, has to be fed the word of God in order for it to be strong, right? And the Bible's crystal clear. It says the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily affliction. Mm -hmm. So let's turn that around. If you don't have a strong spirit, what do you have? You a have a weak one. spirit. Yeah, I get what you're saying. See where I'm going? You have an untrained spirit. Maybe that's... Un you're you're, you're not full of the word of God. Un un unfed. There yeah. you go. And once your spirit's strong and you feed your spirit, then at the same time, your mind, will, and emotions is, is being renewed. It's so close. It the is. The spirit and soul. It is. The people get it so mixed up. Yeah, it's like it this says, close. It know? says this is the only thing that can divide. Yes. Yep. The soul and spirit joints yep. and marrow. Yeah, but true. this is exactly what you're talking about because right. if people don't understand spirit, soul, body, yeah, they, don't. they don't understand. They think, oh, this old foul flesh. No, no, it's yeah. nothing you trained it to do. That's true. But if you're strong, mm -hmm. you, and, right. and, and, and I like you to teach on that in the coming weeks is, mm -hmm. is, is teach us to refer to you as a spirit. Mm -hmm. This is not you. Right. The soul's not you. Yeah, the real, the real yeah, you is the you. spirit. When the That's Bible eternal. You, yes. That's everlasting. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, we'll, we will cover this. This is like kind of like the first phase of getting yeah. to know him yes. and knowing him. Is so. it possible like maybe like when you're born again, it's like, it's like the spirit, like the Holy Spirit. It's like it's in you, but is it like kind of weak, like kind of like a small flame in it? No, no. The so spirit, the Holy Spirit is rock solid. He, yeah. ne he doesn't get weaker at all. Mm -hmm. Your spirit can get weaker. A lot of people don't understand that. So the Holy Spirit and your spirit kind of like combine like this. They, they get married. Right. I always they, say they, they get married. They become one in the spirit. Mm -hmm. If you said it, if you don't feed on the word of God, your spirit man is weak. But if you feed on the word, see, your spirit is not unlimited, but the Holy Spirit is. Right. Mm -hmm. And as you commune, I like the way John G. Lake talks about it is mm -hmm. like, like broken fellowship is sin. Like a wire shorted. Mm. And if you confess that sin right. and get clean of it, now you're open again with just yeah. you and him. 
Yeah, that's good. Makes sense? That's good. And as you feed on that word, your spirit will become stronger and stronger. And you, the spirit, will dominate your soul, dominate your body. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. And we'll teach you more how to do yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot. To this is just like like the pre-introduction. Excellent question, though. Excellent Very good. Question. Very good. Okay. So, uh, having, being poor in spirit, is that the same as being unfed in your spirit? No, poor in spirit is actually different. So, poor in spirit is becoming to a place of humility and becoming that you don't know everything. You're not. So, like a religious spirit is someone that knows it all. And thinks that like they know how to have eternal life or salvation through their good works. Mm-hmm. But poor in spirit is really getting yourself to humility saying, I need you, God. I need you to save me. I need you to help me because I don't know. And you need to teach me, right? I Pretty think much. I even heard somebody say uh, another word for that is bankrupt in spirit. Bankrupt. When you're bankrupt, you're broke, and you 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 start yeah from broken scrap. contrite spirit yeah yeah so okay. so you know so you're so yeah you, you're like I I'm I'm lost without you I can't do any of it Lord I am so dependent on you right. that that's I it. need you for everything that's it you, that's where you, you want to be that's the you, best way to be right there the yeah I mean Jesus said I I quote it almost every day of my life seems like Jesus said the Son can do nothing of himself you literally quote it every day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's, so, he's so dependent on the Father yeah. that Jesus is saying, I can't do anything of myself. I need the Father. I need the Holy Spirit right. so much that I can't even breathe about him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that much of a... De, uh, dependency. Dependency. Yeah, dependency. Like you're completely dependent yeah. on him for everything. And the thing is, you can live your life without God, right? You, can. you can. can. A lot of people do. But defeated. once you know... When you taste and see that the Lord is good, mm-hmm. that's when your whole like, God, how do I live my life without you? Yeah. And I want to keep living my life with you. Yeah. Tell difference. them how to do that. How do you taste and see? It's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. Keep, that's we're, what we're, I mean. We're, that's we're, what you're talking <laughs> about, right? Taste his word that yes. you're giving us yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, yeah. He's tasted the pizza, now he's tasting the word. Right? <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Get me excited, man. <laughs> right? Get me fired up. Okay. Okay, let's go. First John chapter 2, verse 1. <laughs> My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. Yes. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate. I like how someone says an advocate, a lawyer. Yeah. With the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. See, he's only... So what, right, what does righteousness mean? This is so huge, guys. If you understand that you're right standing with God, it would change your whole life. Yes. Once you know that like, God doesn't see you as an orphan, but sees you as a, uh, his child, it's different. Look how he greets you. He says, my little children. He didn't say, oh, my little bastard child, right? And I'm just saying, like, he said, my little children, like in a sign of endearment. Come on. Not, you're not an orphan. I've adopted you. You've come into my kingdom, right? And now you have an advocate. You have someone that's standing before the judge and saying, you've been washed by the blood. He belongs to me. She belongs to me. My name is written on their forehead. Their name is written in the book of life, right? This is what it's about, right? This is what righteousness means. You can never be righteous. It's only because he's righteous that he makes you Right standing with God. That means Glory. in right Glory. relations with God. Excellent. That means that whatever you do, you're still in right standing with God. Cool. Think about that. It's because the mercy. Oh, don't get me on the mercy seat. I'm going to 
All right, Pastor Carmen, you're pulling. You're pulling. Okay. All right, verse two. Verse two. But see, this is what it's supposed to be like, guys. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not getting excited about the word or you don't realize what's going on, it's because you need the truth in you. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the light because we're not supposed to have just boring church services. Come on. We're not just supposed to sit there and be like, okay, tell me a message. And just like looking and counting all the stuff in the Come ceiling. On. Like you're supposed to be engaged. You're supposed to be like, wow, this is powerful. Yeah. You're pulling. Like you're getting something out of it. It's not a waste of time. That's it. Yeah. And that's it's not religion. What's real to you is yeah. you're excited. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's how you know you're excited yeah. about it. It's working. Like Ian's about to jump out of his chair right now. He's, he's almost. He's almost. <laughs> he's almost about to jump out of his chair. He's like baby Fabio. <laughs> All right, let's go. Verse two. We're, we're running out of time, but it's a good time. Verse two. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the whole world. So think about this: Jesus not only died for me, come on, or for these two. Or for her, or you too. He's died for everybody. And the whole world, past, present, and future. And the thing is, I love what Ray Comfort says. So think about if God judged us off the Ten Commandments. Okay? We've all lied. We've all cheated. We've all, we've all stealed. We've all did all these other stuff that's on the list. And you're guilty of it. Right? You deserve the punishment for your sin. And see, God's standards are way high. You're, like When you say you're a good person, this is your good person. But this is God's standards right here. Yeah. So how can you ever be that good? Right? Like what's the, how do you, so the thing is, Jesus came for you, for you, for you, for you, and for you, and for you, and everyone else that's listening. To be the advocate. To be the propitiation, to be the reconciliation between God and man that was lost for all that time to bring back to you to the Father. And this is what I like that Ray Comfort says, is that say that you committed a crime and you're in the courts, you're in the, before the judges, and they're like, you know what, your crime, you deserve death. You deserve death. Now, to be honest with you, you deserve death. That's true justice. God is just. God will punish the wicked and the good. But the thing is, Jesus comes and says, judge, I paid their fine. Now God can legally let them go. But God is still being just. Do you understand what I'm saying? God's not letting it go. No, someone paid the penalty. Someone paid the fine. Someone paid for your debt so that you can be free and forgiven by God. And you can be redeemed and you can be washed. And you can be a brand new person. This is what Pastor Carmel was saying. You become a new creation in Christ. Yeah. Where all old things pass away, That's all it. things become new. That's and it. I wanted that. I wanted something new. I didn't want to live my old life that I lived Come before. On. I wanted something Come new. On. And God made a tremendous, beautiful life now that I have in Him. Hallelujah. I didn't die physically. But I died spiritually. That's it. And then I became born again. Glory. Brand new. And now I feel like a new person. It's like someone like came out of me and someone new came in me. And now I'm like this new person. You ever watch like, uh, I don't sound so weird, but like Freaky Friday? You, yeah. Yeah. you know, where like they're like, oh, I hate you. And they like slam the door, but then they switch in each other's body. That's what I really felt. But really it was all those demons leaving me and Holy Ghost came and now I shine like the light. And I get to preach the word and I get to be that. stopped, right? Yeah. All of it stopped. Yep. All of it stopped. All right. 
The test of knowing him. So this is how you really know God. This is the test. Verse 3. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. What's the commandments? The commandments are, Jesus summed it up. Jesus says, I fulfilled the law. I came in your place. There's two commandments that you need to keep. Love the love your excuse me. Love your love your father. Love your God. Love that God with all your heart, yes. with all your mind, yeah. with all your soul, yes. with all your strength. And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's it. Now, if I really love my neighbor, I'm not gonna punch her. Come on. Right? I'm gonna be nice to her, <laughs> right? If I really love her. Or, you know, I'm not going to be like, hey, I'm going to steal Pastor Carmen's car after this. Like, that's not me loving him. Right. Me loving him is respecting him and be like, that's his property. That's right. right? Or anything of that nature. Yeah. That's what Jesus has yes. told us. Yeah. And he says, once you fulfill those two laws, Come on. you fulfill the whole, law. the whole law. Now, there were 619 laws plus the Ten Commandments. So I'm not going to go into all those because <laughs> we don't need to. That's Jesus, Jesus watched him. Right? Yeah. Because he never violated the commandment of love. Never, never violated the commandment of love. You keep that one, you don't oh, sin. Isn't That's it right. like after that, after he said that, he gave the example of the Good Samaritan? Um, I would have to look that up. I don't know yeah. that by heart. But yeah, I mean, that just shows you An example. That, that Samaritan wasn't even part of the covenant of God. He was just being a, a good person. But the thing is, I believe that Samaritan gave his life to Christ, though. Because to truly walk like that, you have to truly be with the Lord. There's, there's some, like, you know, I, I, there's this thing where, well, good people go to hell, too. And there is. Because Jesus is the only one that can pay for your sin. Buddha can't pay for your sin. Muhammad can't pay for your sin. Joseph Smith can't pay for your sin. Mary can't pay for your sin. It's only Jesus Christ that can pay for the sins of the world. He is the only one that's worthy. He's the only one that's holy. He's the only one that is exalted that can do that. Come on. Come on. All right. He who says, I know him. So this is the people saying, oh, I know God. This is the test. And does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. So think about that. If you don't keep his commandments, you're already a liar. So you already broke that Ten commandment, right? So the thing is, I want you to understand that it's, it's, it's not about religion, about following all these rules. It's about obeying those two. And if you live by those two and say like, you're like, you know what? I haven't loved God like how I should, or I haven't served God like I should, or, or I haven't treated my brother and my sister or my coworker or my boss or my family good. Mm-hmm. Well, then confess your sins and he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Oh, oh, and that's why I want you guys to know is that we have a merciful God, but God can't, God can't, um, be taken advantage over, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, you can never just be like, oh, God's never going to find out. Like, no, he knows. <laughs> you know what I mean? He knows. He sees. He, he knows if you build your bed in hell. He knows if you're on the other side of the ocean. He knows if you build your, you know, a mansion in the heavens. You know what I mean? Better, he knows. Better than Santa Claus, right? Yeah, better than Santa no. Claus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's just in a less creepy way, right? <laughs> but, um... All right, anyways, verse five. (laughs) But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected. Mm. 
His word. His word. His word is powerful. His word is sharp, live, and active. His sharp. His word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And this is his word. His word. This is your. This is his bond. That's why I was like, this is his bond between man and and God. Is that he has to keep his word. He has to keep it right. Because this is the thing: is if he breaks his word, then he becomes a liar, and he can't lie. Right? It says that um, he's not a man that he should lie. Right? So we're going to keep going. By this we know that we are in him. He, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Now think about that. We have a representation, Jesus. And how he walked on the earth is what we are supposed to mimic. That's what we're supposed to betray. Now, if Jesus loved the sinner and Jesus loved, you know, um, the fornicator, the robber, the thief, the, the blind, the deaf, the dumb, all those things, we're supposed to love those people too. Yeah. But the thing is what Jesus didn't do, he didn't just sit there with sin. He addressed it because the light came, darkness got exposed. And then once people saw that they were in need for a savior, yeah. they accepted Jesus and they trusted in him. Mm-hmm. And once you trust in him and you give him your life, and he becomes Lord, you become in him. That's what it says. You become in him. Yes. I just want to say something real quick. And the way you fall in love with God is through his word. And then once you fall in love with God, then you're going to fall in love with your neighbor, everyone near you and people. And you're going to be moved by compassion. But first you have to start here, you know, with him and his presence. And that's how you're going to fall in love with him. And then later with the people. So good. Thank you, Lord. Verse 7, brethren, I write no, no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning, so nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Again, the new commandment I write to you, which things is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. I love that. Mm-hmm. He who says he's in the light and hates his brother mm-hmm. is in the darkness until Oof. now. Mm. He who loves his brother abides in the light, mm. and there is no cause for stumbling in him. Do you see that? Gosh. So when you have the light, you won't stumble. When you forgive your family, your mother, your dad, your brother, your sister, or whoever's hurt you, forgive them. Because Jesus forgave you of much. Jesus washed it. You got to think, Jesus paid on that, on that cross like this for your sin, for your sin, and my sin. So we wouldn't have to carry it. We wouldn't have to carry it. Okay, um, verse 11. But he, but he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness mm-hmm. and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Wow. I think I'm going to stop right there mm-hmm. and we're going to continue on next week because it talks about the spiritual state. It talks about do not love the world. It talks about the deceptions of the last hour. And we've been preaching about the second coming of Christ. Jesus is coming back, and he's coming back for his bride. He hasn't forgot about us. He wants us. He loves us, and he died for us. And I encourage you, if you feel like you don't have that relationship with God that you have, that it could be better, make that decision today. Yes. Make, make this new year that I say, God, I'm going to pursue you with all that I have. Yes. I'm going to love you with all my heart. I'm going to serve you, Lord. I'm going to... Just be obedient to the best of my ability. There's nothing. See, it says the righteous man falls seven times. 
that gets back up eight. The thing is, he never quits. That's, that's the that's the thing. If you have the quitter mentality, then God is obligated just to let you go. Come on, and accept your will. But the thing is, we have an opportunity to give our lives to Jesus. Amen. And I have even made that dedication in my praying and fasting to God. And I said, God. I want to see a different side of you that I've never seen before. That is good. I want to see something that I've never seen because if the seraphim are going around him every day, every night for millions or billions or however long it is, eternity, saying, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is then, who is now, who is to come. They see something about God that they haven't seen before. And they keep saying how glorious and how holy and how awesome he is. And I need to see that. And I, I keep even in my, in my secret place, in my, quiet, in my quiet time, I'm just like, God, I need you to kindle that fire in me again. I need you to either light me up with a brand new fire or throw so much logs into this flame that I can't recognize it any longer. I kept saying, like, Lord, just help me be a torch. And I said, you know what, Lord? No, forget that. I want to be a campfire. <laughs> I want to be able to share my light. I want to be able to have other people catch on fire. Because the thing is, I never knew about Jesus. Like, I've heard about Jesus, and I went to church, but I didn't know him like I know him now. And once I gave my life to him, he didn't, didn't become some far-off God, but he came right here. Like, I know he's right by me. Not in a weird, creepy way, like he's always here. And I know his presence, and I can sense it. And that's the thing is that, once you get the fullness of God, you'll have the fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. And that's the joy that we all search for. I had to search for for drugs to get joy, for drinking, for women, for every other thing besides God. And it never satisfied me and never changed my heart. And I never could love people until I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah. So people on the other side or people that are listening or people that are here, I want you just to close your eyes for me, okay? And... This is not just a salvation prayer. This is a prayer of surrender. This is a prayer of deliverance. This is a prayer of rededication. Thank you, Lord. But this is also a prayer for people that haven't given their life to Jesus either. I want to include all of it. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life right now. And I know that the Holy Spirit is convicting hearts right as we speak. There's something different. There's some sort of itching going on. And really, it's the Holy Spirit pulling you to the Father right now. It's because the word has been spoken, and the word is true, and the word will examine your heart. Come on. So, Thank you, Lord. as believers in Christ, Thank you, Lord. or people that are uncertain about Jesus, I dare you, I dare you to ask who God is. Now, it doesn't even have to be a formal prayer. It can be like, God, who are you? Show me who you are. And I'm telling you, he'll answer. Because God is so willing. God is so hungry to to, to be with you again. Because he says, I've known you before the foundations of the world. I knew you before you are in your mother's womb. That means that he's already had that fellowship and relationship with you. Hmm. But now it's your turn to answer the call. It's your turn to ask to say, God, I want a real relationship with you. I choose you today. So let's do this. Say, Father, Father I, come to you, I come to you. And I ask you, and I ask you to fill me, to fill me and show me, show me who you are. Who you are. Who you 
are. I believe. I believe. Jesus, Jesus is the Son of God. I believe. Jesus died for my sins. And that he rose again on the third day. Jesus, wash me clean. Take all my sins away. Jesus, save me right now. And fill me with the Holy Ghost right now. In Jesus' name. I thank you. And I love you. And I promise to walk with you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you give your life, that right there is the first step for you to have that fellowship with God. Now, it's the love of God. It's that peace. It's that joy. It's the understanding of knowing him. And I truly feel that people gave their lives to the Lord today. If it's either in here, if it's online, if it's going to be, the thing is, this is the time to turn to him. We shouldn't wait. We don't know when we're going to die. We don't know when we're going to leave this place. But the thing is, God's promised you eternity. God has promised you his kingdom. And God's promised you his love and his mercy and his grace forever. I can't think of anything better. I can't. You know, I always think to myself, my, when I die, I can't bring my wife. When I die, I can't bring my mom. When I die, I can't bring Pastor Carmen. I can only go by myself. And I truly believe now in my heart that I am saved. And when I do reach that day where I see him face to face, it will be everything that I've been wanting for my whole life. You know what I mean? And think how amazing that is. That's just precious. That's like the most beautiful thing is when you can see Jesus Thank you, Lord. and be like, wow, you did that for me. <laughs> it's giving me emotion, but like, wow, God, like you're so good to me. Amen. And he's never gave up on you. And he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Come so on. it doesn't matter if you go into the ends of the world, you go all the way to the Arctic, you go into the Amazon, you go wherever it is, God's there. But you need to call upon him and he will answer. Thank you. Okay. So, um, can you pray us out just like just to seal the word and absolutely, Father, we love you, we worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for the decisions that were made today. Yes, Lord. Just live big, live strong in those, Father, that have received you as new, Father, and let them know the only sin is rejecting you, mm. but you, Father, have saved them because they said, "Come into my heart." They did not reject you, Lord. And we thank you for saving those that asked you to come in their hearts. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Help them to grow. Help them to develop. Yes, and Lord. And we worship you. We love you. We praise you. Seal this word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. And those of you that prayed that prayer, let Maranatha know. Yeah, Maranatha, so we can, shoes. you know, plug you into discipleship yeah. and raise yeah. you up and help you grow. Amen. Yeah. And you know, I'm gonna pray real quick for you guys, just as like a, a general prayer. I'm gonna stand up. But you guys, just close your eyes. I'm just going to pray right here. Father, we just thank you for everyone that's here. We thank you for everyone that's listening online. Lord God, I ask you that you put a fresh fire in them right now, Father. I heard that in the spirit. A fresh fire right now. That they wouldn't grow tired. They wouldn't grow weary when doing good. For, for in, due, in due season, they'll reap what they've sown if they do not lose heart. Lord God, I ask you that you give them a fresh fire for this fresh 
year that we're uh, upon now. And Lord God, I ask you that you give them clarity and wisdom and boldness like they've never experienced before. And that Lord, you'd show them a different side of you that they've never experienced or never seen. Thank so God, you, I ask God. you that you would set torches of flame for your kingdom and that they would burn. They wouldn't just get cold, Lord God, but they'd be burning hot. Come on. And they'd be light in the darkness. And we give you the glory, honor, and power, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.